Welcome to Despirituality. We're in part two of our Fearless series, and uh, we're all trying to learn a lot. And so this is not a series about being experts. It's about a series about being on a journey, and we hope you'll journey with us. And we hope some of you who I've talked to who are a little older won't shy away because we've mentioned the terms teen and young. Uh, anything that's good for someone young is good for someone old. Anything that's good for someone old is good for someone that's young. Anything that's good for women in Scripture is good for men and vice versa. And so the book of Ruth is not just for the ladies, it's for the guys, and we can learn a lot about that, about loyalty, devotion, and friendship. So let's just remember these fearless series, these studies, and the YouTube uh, videos that will go with them, they're all going to be for everybody, and I know I'm looking forward to them coming out, and not only for my, uh, hopefully my daughter to use them, but I'm looking forward to using them myself, sharing them with people, and talking with them. We're going to be breaking down in this episode what we've done, why we've done it, and what the particular studies are. There are 14 of them. That's exciting, and the team's been working really hard on these 14, and they're all kind of built around the idea that once you deal with character. Once you deal with the core issues in your life that are at work, you become fearless. And let's go ahead and read the scripture in Romans chapter 5 and verse 3. We'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I'll never forget one time going through a really, really hard time spiritually in my life in the 80s, which some of you are like, I didn't even know there were people alive in the 80s. And uh, I came home. It was late at night after having had a lot of input from spiritual people in my circle. And I felt like a complete spiritual failure. And I was on all counts regarding sin, regarding character, uh, lack of love, lack of concern for people, selfish ambition, a variety of things. And I turned on the television. Now, that's back when there were only like three channels, you know, CBS, ABC, and something else. I forget, NBC. That was it. It's something you had an antenna. And I turned it on, and I think, uh, you know, uh, there was a sports show on. And they were talking about the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. His name was Tom Landry. And at that point, maybe you've been where I've been at spiritually, you felt like you're going to give up. And I was probably 21. So I was like, I felt like I'm going to give up. You know, why do this? Why try to lead? Why try to just keep messing my life up? And I turned it on, and all of a sudden the announcer goes, you know, Tom Landry has a, a set of qualifications for what he wants out of his players based on Romans chapter five, three through five. I'm sitting there watching football, trying to drown my sorrows in sports, which always, always works. (laughs) Go blue for Michigan fans out there. And he reads through them all. And he gets to the fact to the end, which you already heard, which says an endurance develops strength of character and character strengths our confident hope of salvation. Or as the NIV and the NAS will say, and character leads to hope. And he said, the thing about a person who has character is they always have hope. He goes, when I look on a football field with my Dallas Cowboys, he goes, we could be losing by 25 points. The guy without character, he's quit playing hard. He's not trying. But the guy with character is playing as hard on the last down as he was playing on the first because it's about who he is, not what he's doing or what his circumstances are. When you have courage, 
it is, as Winston Churchill says, the most crucial virtue to have because it holds all the others together. And what Tom Landry found was when he had character, deep character, deep courage, guys, he could win with them. He'd rather have a guy with great courage and character than a guy with great talent because a guy with great talent will quit, but a guy with great courage and character never quit. These fearless studies are designed to help our teenagers never quit, no matter what they face, to help us never quit, no matter what we face because we rely on God. And so I'm going to bring in Amy uh, is substituting for her husband, Mike, and uh, <laughs> they're tag teaming, I guess. She tagged him out. And or penned him, maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe that was maybe she was the one he faced in high school. I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, Kiara and Red are back with us, still on their journey of of thinking about how to work with teens more effectively and understand them better. And so I've got a question for you guys because you guys worked on the Fearless series. How do you feel about it? What do you think about it? I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, reading that scripture about character, I, I've always thought of myself as someone with character because I did well in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going through this, I thought, OK, this would be great for teenagers, you know, yeah. help them have character. I worked with teenagers for a number of years in our high school program. And so easy to see ways they need character. You know, they just forget <laughs> to even get a ride home. And, you know, and you're like, yeah, these these teenagers need character, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> but as I started going through it, it's so challenging to me because I um, I just hate when things are hard um, yeah. and I quit when things are hard. I mean, I, I this is my 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 vulner, vulnerability here. But I, I was thinking about myself as a kid and how much I started things and I quit when they got hard. Right. Like I, I never learned how to ride a bike. That's the <laughs> Sharing that oh, because, wow. because I, I, it was hard. Time I to was go hard. to work. I know. Once <laughs> Emily hits about what five, six years old, get some training wheels, get Amy out there. <laughs> you know, right. and, and every time I share that, people go, "Oh, you could still learn." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> don't want to enough to get out there and do the hard work." But uh, but I, you know, my uh, my my dad would take me out every Saturday and faithfully try to teach me, and it was just hard. I didn't like failing. I'm not that coordinated. And so I just eventually just gave up on it. And I think that's the deep part of who I am that I don't always like to look at that part of me that gives up that just doesn't like when something's difficult. I could do well in school because that came easier for me. But things that are harder, you know, I can tend to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, I totally relate with that, too. I think uh, growing up, my parents were split and so they weren't around a lot. So I had to do a lot of things for myself. And so I think I kind of felt like I was mature and like, oh, okay, I like I figured out how to get myself into college and I figured out how to get my financial aid and everything. And I've, I've been able to manage a schedule. And You're so better I kinda, man than me. And so I kind of was like, okay, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm mature and I have character, but then diving through each of the studies and looking at the different qualities and what that really looks like and takes, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe for a high schooler, then I was, I was more disciplined than most, but now where my life's at now, I'm probably not very disciplined. Like I still have a really hard time just getting up, uh, at the right or getting up at the same time consistently every day, you know, just to get to work. Um, so that's something that I learned. Uh, but I, what I like about this series is I think it makes, uh, learning about character really fun. Like I think that's something that the teens really need, but also, uh, just people in general. Like I think a lot of people who aren't really familiar with the Bible look at it and don't usually think, Oh, fun. But with the studies, we found ways to include videos, audio clips, um, different like activities to go out do. So like the friendship study talks about, Hey, how about you guys now go on a, go pick somewhere to do a hike and go hike together and talk about how you can be better friends with each other. And so that stuff to me sounds, Oh, okay. Like these, this is fun building this. It's not just 
like, okay, discipline, you need to be more disciplined because that's what your parents says, or that's what your mentor says or whoever it talks. It gives them specific goals, um, and goes through specific challenges in their life. So they kind of, it's, it's more real. It's not just discipline. It's, Hey, these are the things that are holding you back from getting to kind of where you want to, where you wish so, you were. So it's interesting. So you, I just, I'm asking you a question. Yeah. So you think that the key to reaching the teenagers is make sure that whatever you're teaching them spiritually, that you make it fun. Would you say that's true? Uh, it's definitely an element. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely an element. They, I mean, I was let meeting me, with me, a kid me, this me, week. Me, who, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I, I met with a kid this week who that was what he, what he said. He said, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be in Bible studies. I don't want to hang out. I said, why not? He's like, it's just not fun. I don't, I need to have fun. Like I miss hanging out with my friends. This is the only thing I'm allowed to do right now outside of going to, uh, only thing I can do outside of school. And so I want to have some fun. I was like, you know what? You're, you're right. We kind of have been, we, we've been, it becomes more, I guess, rules focused and less freeing, uh, when it's very rigid and not as, uh, so, so, so rules are not fun. No. Uh, well, when you're not people. inspired, it's not fun yeah. though either. Cause I think what the difference for me, like making these studies were, you know, I think it, it challenged my creativity cause it's easy to just go in and have a scripture and it's like, okay, we have to listen to the scripture, but it's not personal. Um, and I was doing one on, on focus and I, and drawing from like my, like someone who really inspires me before it was uh serena williams i'm like serena williams is super focused and if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna be like inspired by something and okay so here are the scriptures but then this person has overcome and has done different things then i'm gonna come into a study excited and being like this is this is what it's about or this is like how it 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 becomes more personal about you know like i i'm happy about it or i'm excited about it so it makes it easier to teach someone so what are you Um, saying what, what you're saying, it's not all about fun. It's also about inspiration, inspiration and inspiration to you is connecting to it, not just giving somebody what well, sounds like inspiration to you based on you mentioning Serena Williams, arguably, if not the greatest tennis player to ever play the game of tennis amongst <laughs> women. And, you know, there's a whole debate about the whole man woman <laughs> thing. But, you know, she's she's awesome. Yeah. When you're picking that person to make help you be focused, you're you're picking someone who's an achiever. Yeah. You're picking greatness. And so what you're describing is I saw this great woman and I was like, I'm this she motivates me to be focused. Yeah. So based on what your experience was, inspiration to you is someone who sets an incredible example. Yeah. Would that be would that be accurate? Yeah. Okay. And and so you guys are dating, so I'm going to put you guys in a position. So which one is more important, the fun or the inspiration? You have Probably. to make a choice. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think inspiration, because um, you can make anything fun. You can go to like an ice cream place and make it fun, but it's not going to change a life. But if you're inspired and you're looking, I don't know. Yeah. Like Serena Williams. I played tennis when I was in fifth grade and I still remember Serena Williams because I had a little Serena Williams tennis racket thing, or whatever. And I thought she was so amazing and cool, like her and Venus. Um, and that. Why did you think they were so amazing and cool, please? Uh, because I went over to my friend's house and her parents really watched tennis. So then they would watch them a lot. And, um, and I thought they were strong women who kept winning. <laughs> who winning. Were, uh-huh. Yeah. So winning was a factor. Yes. So if they had been losing, you wouldn't have said, oh, I want to focus on them. No. So we've learned two <laughs> things about you. They have to set a great example and they got to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they I'm not win. disagreeing with you. I'm merely trying to draw out the discussion because I think this is an interesting discussion because I think Rhett is he's still I don't know that he's persuaded. I think he still thinks that well, that that fun factor is key. No, oh, yeah. I, I think I after hearing 
or after we talk about it, I think inspiration also, because I was thinking about vision today a lot. Um, looking over the studies, I was like, man, these people need like that. You need vision for a lot of these things, discipline, resilience, courage, like you have to, but I think a better word is inspiration. Uh-huh. You need to be inspired about why you, why you're going to take these different things on. All right. So let, let me, this is real to me. I can't remember. Are we doing all right? This is okay. This is good. Okay. So I relate to Amy because I had the whole bike riding experience and we turned out different. Now I'm not, I don't do fun stuff. Like I, I have to work at being more fun. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea that you got to make it fun. Although I think when I work with people, that's not been a complaint per se, uh-huh. but, but I'm just saying I, I, I always look for purpose in everything I do. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to do something that has no purpose. Like I remember when they tried to get me into video games years and years ago, I was like, why? And this is back when you had the, machines that you went into a pizza shop you put quarters in it and you play whatever arcade that's called games. arcade games right <laughs> and they were like you need to play arcade and i wasn't a, i wasn't a christian didn't go to church and they were studying the bible with me and teaching me and they were like oh you gotta go play you know arcade games we all play arcade games and i was studying economics and i was like okay help me understand the economic wisdom of me pouring my money into a machine where i'm getting no money back like i'm getting no money back so if i put whatever it is in the amount of money in there it's gonna. What it's gonna do is gonna get me addicted to playing this game, and the next thing you know, I'm gonna put all my extra money in it. So why would I ever start doing that? That was my mentality. And my friend said to me, he "Goes, because uh, it's fun." <laughs> <laughs> and I it just it just it didn't lock into me. So let's go back to the bike example. So I, I learned how to ride a bike uh, probably at age I don't know six. So anyway, my dad took me out to to like your dad did, and your dad's a good dude. So I, I you know I he he was I'm. I'm confident he was working hard. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I was, I was uh, uh, riding and I kept falling and I kept falling. And my dad had bought me this. I'd asked for this Mattel bike that was, was like a motorcycle, but it wasn't a motorcycle. So it had the pipes and all that mm-hmm. and shocks and it was really cool. And so I got it for Christmas. I didn't know I was going to, I asked for it for Christmas. We opened up all the Christmas gifts. It wasn't there. I got really sad. And then my dad went in his bedroom and came out rolling the bike and nice. i just was so excited and then it's, it's christmas story <laughs> mike's pushing christmas story is the best christmas movie all time. I, i've got i've got some new christmas movies we're going to do that in episode three i think remind me so anyway coming back to this story so my dad takes me out to ride it and we're riding all right my dad's a good good guy right my dad is he passed away some years ago but very sensitive very caring guy and and he had that that more than me i didn't imitate that enough i had to learn that later in life but so we were going back and forth, going back and forth. I'm falling every time. He'll go, okay, you got it? Let me go. And I go fall. I fell so much, he quit. He oh. couldn't handle it. Oh, no. He couldn't handle it. He was so sad watching me get hurt that he was like, let's stop. I wouldn't stop. So he goes in the house to try to get me to stop. And my mom and he watched me. My mom told me the rest of the story because I only knew my side of the story. My mom and he are watching through the window as I keep riding and falling, riding and falling, riding and falling. I won't come in the house until suddenly I start riding. My mom calls it one of her most painful parenting experiences, oh, no. right? So I, I, when you're talking about, now I don't consider that like, oh, I had such strong character uh-huh. um, because I didn't. I could do that. I could endure number three suffering, but I couldn't endure rejection for a second. If I got laughed at, if I got made fun of, if a girl didn't like me, I would collapse. And so the way I look at fearlessness and being fearless 
is it's not about can you do it in one area, but can you do it in any area? So mm-hmm. while you didn't learn how to ride a bike, I didn't learn how to be secure. I didn't learn how to handle rejection at all. And yeah. it's something that being a Christian helped me do. Coming full circle. One of the most important things I think we have to do is understand teenagers and understand people of that age. And every teen I've ever met says either I'm bored or it's not fun. Mm-hmm. So the question is, why would we take that seriously when it comes to the Bible? Like if teens say that about movies, they say that about drinks, they say that about food. I think that's like two of the staples of the average teens. I'm generalizing here. So parents of teens who are all sitting there going, you're wrong. You don't know. I know I don't know. I know I'm wrong, but it's a thought. And so why do we take them so seriously when they say these things? Well, I was just thinking, I think when you're a teen and you say you're bored, I think what you might be saying is I'm not inspired, you mm-hmm. know, because it's maybe one in the same in, in some ways. I mean, I think for me, I became a Christian as a teen and I, I learned a lot of rules. I learned a lot of, you know, you do this, you don't do this. That's just kind of how my mind worked, you know. And um, and so now I still have that pattern a lot. And one of the things I think that inspired me a lot about these studies is they're all about who God can help you become and not ah, just, you know, like do this, that. don't do that, do this, don't do that. I, I totally think that way now. Like, don't do too yeah. many bad things, say nice things, be nice to people. And it's exhausting, you know. And I don't often think, no, God wants me to be courageous. God wants me to be a fighter. God's allowing me to go through this thing so that I learn and I become better, not just because he doesn't care about me or, you know, I still have that kind of... Yeah side of me that's like God doesn't even care you know I kind of throw that that fit you know in my head when everything thinks hard instead of thinking no God believes in me he's training me you know and that was really inspiring to me going through these I feel like that you know that's something I think um, you know I'd want everyone to get not just go oh that's for a teen to have more character but Absolutely. no God wants me to become someone different see and one of my concerns is that one of what 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 parents will do and again you know parents if you think I'm wrong that's fine it's a discussion it's a conversation we just can't hear your voice but some of you I'm <laughs> hearing your voice in my head right now um you know, I I, re- I understand. I'm, I, I you know, my my wife was telling me I'm, you're a different you're a different kind of teenager. You're a different you know whatever, and so I accept that as true. And we'll get Mike back in here to give the counter to me because Mike and I are the opposites <laughs> in every way. Like I did all those things, but I had to be first. I had to get the the award. I had to be the editor, you know, and all that stuff. So so, but but I I I I think one of the things that can happen a lot with teenagers when they're trying to get to know God is they come home and they tell a parent. That was boring. That Mm -hmm. wasn't exciting. And that wasn't fun. And parents don't dig deep and ask the question, okay, let's put aside devotional. What do you consider fun? Well, some kids consider fun playing five hours of video game straight. But guess what? There are a lot of parents who won't stop that kid from playing five hours of video game straight. They go, he's having fun. And so, of course, when you're comparing playing Fortnite to reading the Bible, the kid's always going to choose Fortnite. <laughs> in the same way, if you're comparing eating chocolate cake with eating green beans, a kid's always going to choose right. chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. So the question comes, are we helping kids? This study series is about helping kids improve their spiritual palate, learning how I remember for a long time, and I'm too bad Cameron does not on a mic for this, but I remember for a long time, I had to have sugar in everything. I had to have sugar in my tea, sugar in my coffee, syrup in my latte, you know, all these different things. And I remember when I first said, okay, let me see if I can go without sugar in my tea. I drank the tea and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But you know what I said? I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for at least 30 to 60 days, no matter what. And before you know it, I was like, you know what? It tastes better without sugar. You start to learn what teas are, what the flavors are, how to blend them together, and suddenly you've got something better. Same thing with cheese. You know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, so 
I'm going to have to go without all this dairy. And then I got introduced to vegetarian cheese and people will hate that and say it's terrible. You know what? I love it. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's like the best thing of all. And you know what I like best? You know what I like best? Can't Cameron's on the recording today. He's not on the mic. You know what I like best about the eating, eating the, uh, the vegetarian cheese is most of the time it's some form of protein. So to me, I'm just loving it because I'm getting more protein and I think that's better for me. What I'm saying is what we, 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 we have to be careful about is uh-huh. sitting down with a teenager. If, if a teenager sits down with you and says, I don't want to go to school, you don't say, oh, well, that's not fun, so let's not have you go to school. Yeah. No, you say, let me teach you why school is fun. Let me teach you why basketball is fun. Let me teach you why when you get up in the morning on time, it is fun. fun you know, they, there's a, a woman written a great book, I won't get into it, about how there are tight cultures and loose cultures. And one of the problems can happen with teenagers and, and people who run teen ministry is a lot of us can bring our life and our moral system into the teens. And if you grew up loose where your parents are basically like, do whatever you want, then you end up saying to the teens, okay, let's be loose because you'll be happier if it's loose. And so you don't teach them any rule. Not every rule is wrong. Stopping at a red light isn't wrong. It yeah. isn't bad. It isn't constraining you. Not being able to use the N word isn't wrong. It's constraining you. And so I think part of what we have to do with this series, this series is really about teaching kids, and Amy said it, how God makes our life better. Whether you become a Christian or not, God and his plan makes your life better in 14 ways. In 14 different, imagine what would have happened to you, Rhett, if you had had this study series in high school. 14 different ways. Uh, what man. would have happened to you if you had this series? If you'd had this series in high school, what do you think would have happened? I think I would have taken on a lot more things in my life, uh, including just with my family, my my sisters. Um, my sister and my dad didn't have a great relationship, right? And so my dad would talk about, well, it just wasn't good. Things he would say, the way that she got hurt, and I would totally ignore it. Like I, I right. cared. I was the only son, and so my dad and my mom, like I was – doted upon you yeah. know and so i loved it and was like i'm sure, gonna stay take it all in baby. i'm gonna stay <laughs> away you, from away from any of that that's going on between them and so but now their relationship is still not very it's not close and there's a lot of hurt there even going home for thanksgiving talking to her about it i, f- I felt it and was like man i can't believe i never said anything like like maybe their relationship could have so, been different. so which one of the which one of the studies would have probably helped you uh probably courage um or compassion would have been good too. thinking about what my sister was actually going through, what it felt like for her and see what happens is I'm the same way. I would have loved, I would have loved to have had gratitude, which I had none, mm-hmm. uh, humility, which I had none, but the biggest one would have been for me. Love. Yeah. I thought love was love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe in love. Or, <laughs> or just Give a, me more of it. A feeling, you know, I, I like Mike, Mike put a, put this John Mayer video in, about how love is a verb. And I was listening to it last night. I was like, oh, wow. Dang, I totally forget about Mike that. Love is a verb. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think about that. Love See, being a I, verb, I, wish, I want I, it to just I be wish, feeling. I wish someone had sat down with me and said, Russ, let me explain what love is. Love is not people rejecting you. Love is you accepting other people. Mm-hmm. That love is about what you're doing. It's not about you sitting around weighing out what everybody's doing to you or not giving to you. I had I, I had none of that. I was in a self love fest for you know, I could go and say, Well, here's all the dysfunctions in my life and the reasons I was insecure. It's irrelevant. The issue is I didn't know how to love. These these studies actually and I think we all have to really buy into it, 
they actually are better than Fortnite, Call yeah. of Duty, going to back-to-back movies, going on a hayride at Halloween. They're better because the things that are causing kids to commit suicide, the things that are causing kids to go vaping, the things that are causing kids to hook up and get into all the different problems that are related to that are all because they're not taught these 14 things. They don't, they don't know, they don't have, you just described, a, you started speaking a language. They don't know the language to speak. What are you thinking, Kara? You look like- yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about when I was in high school, I, to an extent, had older people, definitely had older people helping me, teaching me, talking to me about God and transparency. And um, I was just thinking about that right now because uh, I remember like this one time in high school, I just wish I knew all these other ones, but one time in high school, I like I couldn't I couldn't tell the truth to like save my life and I cheated all the time in high school and um anyways and but I was trying to have a relationship with God so I'm like you know what this is probably not right um (laughs) (laughs) but it was it really was God I was so used to doing that it really was it was so ingrained in my character to lie uh I remember going in to my class and I had cheated uh on this like notebook assignment thing and and I remember reading First John 1. No one told me anything but just the Bible. And so I re- read that. I'm like, hey, being in the light, that's what God wants me to do. He wants me to be honest. Nothing's going to matter. I don't care if she, like, does anything. Then I'm just going to go in. Went in, told her about it. And uh, I remember praying. I'm like, okay, this is what matters more. And uh, and just feeling so relieved. I, was, I wasn't consumed with, like, what the outcome was going to be or whatever. And I just remember feeling happy. And that feeling and that emotion, I... I didn't know that that's what I really wanted. I really wanted to be freed up. I wish I had done that um, in my relationships with my family. Um, and I wish I had like that kind of courage right now. But going through stuff like that helps me remember like, oh, okay, I did that once. I could keep doing that in like harder situations or harder circumstances. And, 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 and you have to summon up empathy because when you see kids that are going through stuff and you know you've had experiences, what makes it fun, because I actually agree with you. What makes it fun is when a kid takes a burden off their heart and a burden off their mind and this disastrous feeling of I'm a terrible person, no one likes me, that's what's fun. And a lot of kids are burying themselves in video games. Now, I play video games, so I'm not down on video games. And if you want to give me a free Xbox, what is the new one? (laughs) One X, you want to give me one of those or send me a whole package, I'll make sure you get my address. But I love video (laughs) games. I think they're awesome. The thing is, a lot of kids are playing those because they have, what's the thing Mike brought up? They're looking for somewhere to belong. He brought that up in episode one. I think kids are out there looking for fun because they don't belong anywhere. They don't know who they are. They don't know why they are. They don't know how to overcome their disabilities, the challenges, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Amy, when you're looking at the 14, um, let's break them down, and then you can tell me, Maybe you, maybe, maybe you guys can tell me, and we'll close out on this. You can just tell everybody a little bit about where, where they can find the studies, when they're going to come out. Can you guys do be able to tell us about that? But the 14 are, and I'm just going to list them, okay? Well, let's, talk about, let's break them down. So the first uh, five are courage, gratitude, compassion, perseverance, and focus. So can we get those now? Will we get those later? What, what happens? Yeah, so these are going to be posted on Deep Spirituality started this weekend, and we're going to release them uh, one at a time over the next 14 weeks. So they'll come out. But what's really cool is there's also going to be uh, YouTube videos that go along with it. We're going to be doing more podcasts. There's going to be blog articles. So it's not just the Bible study, but then after you, you do the Bible study, there will be other uh, Bible studies and 
and blogs and, okay. and vlogs. Even Cam just started doing some new vlogs you guys should check out too. Oh, um, okay. But they're, they're all going to coincide <laughs> with each other. So each week there will be a new one that you can kind of come onto the website to check out and take on. I think what's cool too is that every study has – further things to do in it like some of them have you know watch these two movies you know with friends or you know here's things in the bible you can study out or listen to these songs make a playlist um with this theme and so there's stuff you can work on in that week between when the first one comes out and the next one now why is that important why is it important to have extra stuff i just know for me i don't change anything the one time i read something you know i could feel inspired and that was great but it takes work you know to really make something stick because i mean i guess these things are deep right and so they take a lot of work to now when you um, say they're deep what do you mean well some of the stuff you know it's it's deep stuff that that i've had for a long time like courage how how god trains us to conquer fear i mean i just have lived in fear for so long that i don't think doing one study one day is gonna all of a sudden well now i'm just really courageous you know i think i have to keep working at it very cool and then when you get when you have more scriptures and you end up reading it yourself and you get more insight. It's different when someone else is telling you opposed to when you're reading the Bible and you're getting it and it's becoming more personal. Well, what to do you, you do if you don't like to read? And then there's, there's, you could listen to it. There's, I mean, listen to it. Yeah. Like on audio Bible. Just, oh, okay. yeah. There's like audio Bible. I know you version has stuff. Um, there's this app called dwell that you can just download and I'll listen to it and read along sometimes. Can we find or, links to those on the website? Deep spirituality. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely put links on that. Okay, um, awesome. So, yeah. so dwell. Uh, what's the other one? U version. Yeah, U version. Um, and uh, is there any other place you can listen to it? Yeah, Takarta Bible Gateway. Can um, you listen to you? You could go get an audio book off the uh, iTunes or Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, right? Because they'll mm-hmm. make. I don't know if Barnes and Nobles does, but I know that iTunes, Apple, and uh, Audible, owned by Amazon, they yeah. carry audio books, and so you could actually buy a copy of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could listen to it over your device as well. So mm-hmm. it's not important what if you have struggle reading, if you're dyslexia, if you have dyslexia or some other challenge reading, uh that will work. Um okay, cool. So let me just go through the rest of them and then we're going to uh we're going to probably end this episode. So the first ones I'm going to do it again. So just so you guys all know out there, courage, gratitude, compassion, perseverance, focus, tenacity is the next one, friendship, Humility, conviction, love, transparency, vulnerability, discipline, and resilience. Last question before we get done with this episode, and we hope you guys can kind of lock into this. We leaned a little bit toward teens, but if you're older out there, I want you to think about this. You're still part of who you were when you were young. Mm -hmm. And just like we've all been talking about, sometimes today's challenges are rooted in yesterday's challenges and you have to go back to see them clearly in yesterday and you can use these studies and I'll tell you something your kid's going to get flat fired up if you sit down and go yeah I just did the fearless study on tenacity and I realized that I gave up on that interview and I should have kept after that job and I'm going to go try again that will really help them but what do you think is the best thing I just want to hear from the three of you what do you think is the best thing someone can do if they're working with a teenager? Maybe they're a teen leader, uh, they're a parent. What's the best thing they can do to get the kids started on these? One would be doing it just like you said. I think doing it yourself and talking yeah. about what you learned and okay. making it sound kind of like you said, fun and inspiring. Wow, okay. I did this study and kind of like I said earlier, there was this there's video with John Mayer on there okay. about love is a verb. So do it like, yourself. I never, yeah, yeah, do it yourself, and then and think about think about uh, your kid while you're doing it, you know, okay. or whoever you're working with. Okay, you know? sounds good. 
Yeah, I think uh, keeping in mind who you're doing it for, because there will be videos and music suggestions and different things. But if your kid really isn't into that, then finding something that would inspire them. That if they're if they're really into Fortnite, then somehow connecting it to that. Um, so making it personal to them. Yeah, Fortnite's about fighting. <laughs> and we're making those people too much money. That's all I know. I've already mentioned it three or four times. Um, I think really praying and thinking about what's one thing that I want this this teenager to walk away with, like what's one way God wants to help them grow so that it's specific to them, you know, how do I make this study specific? Like how do they need to be more courageous at school? Like, you, you know, it doesn't have to be the same for everybody. All right, sounds good. I'll tell you what, this is the end of episode two. We're going to get really practical in the next episode. We're not going to do any introductory study. We're just going to get in and talk about how to use it, how to work with kids, how to work with yourself, how to think about it. Hope you have a great day. This is Deep Spirituality, and we're out. We hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to check out our website at deepspirituality.net, where we have devotionals, videos, and articles. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Deep Spirituality and click subscribe. You can also find us on all your favorite social media platforms, so be sure to give us a like or a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback and listen to what you enjoy or anything we can improve on. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.